Um, and I, I guess I, I want it to be like not necessarily libertarian art, but just libertarians right. who make art. You are listening to End If Love Remains, a unique show spotlighting people, ideas, science, culture, and art. Your host, Mike Lovett. Mike Lovett. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to that great podcast in the sky, And If Love Remains. This is Mike Levitt, your sometimes virtuous, occasionally vile, always virile host. And with your help, we will go viral by doing, you know, that thing that you do, subscribe, share, all that good stuff. So welcome. Um, I'm very excited to have on today, Jaron Widener. And uh, Jaron started a, a, a Facebook group that I became aware of called Liber- Libertarians Who Make Art, um, which is a fantastic little little uh, group um, for us artists. And sometimes sometimes us, us artists that believe in liberty feel a little, uh, we'll say a little outside the, 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 the group. <laughs> and uh, um, But let's get Jaron on. Welcome to the show, man. Happy to have you. Hey, thanks for having me. Wonderful. Well, um, I want to start first, um, uh, before we get into, I want to talk about a little bit about your history with, with uh, music and, and art, mm-hmm. and also about your history with political philosophy and how you came to libertarianism. Um, were you, I guess the, that's a good question. Which came first, the musician or the, or the philosopher? Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> musician came first. Okay. Um, so I grew up, um, like, in high school, I listened to a lot of the uh, kind of Christian punk music from like yeah. the '90s and early 2000s. So, right, um, right, that was kind of what I grew up in, and I ended up going to a um, a really small music college and studied music business. Um, so, I've kind of always been surrounded by musicians and creative people like that. So, oh, that's cool. And yeah. and what do you play? What do you yeah, what do you when you make music? What do you? What's your uh, music of choice? What do you like to play? What do you like to do? Yeah, so um, I have one project that I've been doing for um, a little bit over a decade now, kind of off and on, kind of a electronic music thing. Um, okay, I call it synth punk because it's kind of the energy of like a pop punk band, but with uh, synthesizers like you know, since the right. guitars. Um, so it's, it's kind of a fun, uh, quirky type of, uh, music. And That's then, cool. uh, I also, uh, it was last year released a couple songs under my own name as Jaron Widener. And those are kind of more straightforward, uh, kind of indie punk rock type of what you would normally think of. Right. So, so do you, do you prefer to play like keys or guitar or what do you, what do you like to do? Um, a little both. I'm not the best keyboard okay. player, so I kind of will come up with little, you know, synth lines that sound cool and then go in and edit everything. On the yeah. Computer. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think I'm probably most natural on bass guitar. Okay. Right on. Um, big fan of, of the bass, you know, all the great musicians were, were bass players, you know, yeah. Paul McCartney, 
Getty Lee. I mean, John Paul Jones. I mean, the best ones are all bass players. Yeah. <laughs> um, what about, uh, um, t- talk to me a little bit about this uh, synth punk project. Uh, that interests me a little bit. I, that, that sounds fun. Tell me about that. Yeah. So the name is called Hundred Year Dash. And um, I guess it, it started out, I took a class at, at my college on electronic music. And so I was kind of a little bit inspired by that. And then I was also watching a lot of like uh, science documentaries, like even just like really cheesy yeah. <laughs> science documentaries. And um, I kind of combined that and started writing a bunch of lyrics that had like science themes and analogies and it just fit with the sort of quirky electronic music that I was making. Um, and then a couple of friends in college were like, Hey, we should you know, start this as, as a band and actually perform these songs. I had like a drummer and a bass player and everything. So it was a good time. Oh, that's cool. And so do you guys still work together or has it become more of a solo project now? Uh, it's definitely more of a solo project now. We've kind of moved off to different stages sure. and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, I'm still yeah. still making the music. And okay, so for audience members, I'm sorry, I'm going to geek out here a little bit. <laughs> um, so I'm curious, like, what's your what are your sense of choice? What's your dog choice? Come on, man, we got to get geeky here for a second. What do you, what do you like to work on? <laughs> um, so as far as like hardware, I don't really have like any synthesizers besides just like MIDI keyboards. Um, so I pretty much just do everything on, uh, on the, you know, DAW. Um, right. Started like out. VSD instruments and stuff. And yeah. Um, started out using reason and now I've been using logic. So. Okay. I'm a big reason user as well. Okay. I, I've, I, I, I use Reaper now, but usually I'm putting reason into Reaper or, something like okay. that <laughs> but nice. that's cool what um yeah and and do you like use vital or or what kind of what kind of sense do you like to use um just some of the uh the ones that are on on there just the yeah i usually i'll you know go through different presets and then find one that's like somewhat close to what the sound i'm looking for and go in and adjust everything to get it to where i want it to be so i kind of just just go through and find the right sounds. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I, I do a lot of that same thing. I, you know, especially like in, in reason, they have a lot of really great presets. So I like to like mess around in Europa or Thor or something, you know, mm-hmm. and just kind of, you know, they, those are some pretty powerful synths. and there's a lot, like, it's amazing. I'm always shocked about the quality of synths that you can get for free on your computer. Yeah. Um, you know, whether that's stock with the, with the, DAW, whether it's logic, Re- Reaper doesn't have anything, but reason has tons of stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, um, or, or even just free VSTs that tools that people put out that you're just like, Whoa, how is this thing? Free? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like vital. Like, I don't know if you've ever messed with vital. Uh-uh. Um, it's like, um, Oh, what's that really dang. I can't remember the name. There's like a really popular synth that a lot of people use. It starts with an S I think. Anyway, it's very popular. Lots of people use it. It's like 300 bucks and Vital is like basically a clone of it for free. And it's amazing. (laughs) It is so good. Like you have, I don't know, I I think you have three oscillators and, you know, a bunch of filters and, and it's all like you can 
mess with it. And I don't know, it's, it's pretty cool. It's a lot of fun to mess with. <laughs> so nice. I'd recommend vital download it. Okay. <laughs> um, well, that's cool. Well, we'll definitely, we'll put some um, links to your music in the, um, you know, in the description and, you know, in the, and in the show notes. And then in this, in this, like you said, you more kind of, uh, traditional kind of punk thing. That's a, that's a yeah. late thing that you just did last year. You said, yeah, that's, that was a more recent thing. It was just a couple songs, um, under my own name. Um, that's cool. Yeah. And that's kind of just going back a little bit to my, uh, my roots of kind of the Indian yeah. punk rock music. What, what inspired you? Like what makes you, what inspires you to, to write something? Did something just like, does it come to you or do you just, um, um, I think on a certain level, I just, I need to create something. Yeah. And so like there was, there was a time when I didn't have like the equipment to record any of my music and stuff like that. So I didn't write a lot of music, but I ended up like writing short stories and stuff like that. And so it's like, I kind of needed some sort of creative outlet. Right. Um, so yeah, I went to writing short stories when it wasn't music, but now I can do music again. So. <laughs> right on, man. Well, that's cool. I, I, I do love that. Like there was a time, um, like I think about, um, you know, on our podcast, we, we do, I do a lot of like historical musical stuff. I have a, um, a really fine, um, concert pianist that comes on quite a bit with me, Elias. And, and, and we talk, you know, a lot of classical music, but it's fun to talk to think about like music from a historical standpoint. Standpoint, mm-hmm. and and for me, like one of the things I think about is like back in the day, before there was radio, before there were records. Like, if you wanted to hear something, you either had to go to the concert itself, or you had to learn basically how to play the piano, and yeah. and then and then learn how to read music, and then you could play. You know, if you wanted to hear Beethoven's, you know. Uh, Ode to Joy or something. You had, you had to play it on the piano so people could kind of get an idea of what it what it was yeah. like, and um, and then you know recordings came and uh, records and 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 that that art of like needing to learn how to play for the sake of like understanding it completely went away because mm. now we can just add a, add, go on YouTube and hear the the best of the best um, play at any time. But what's different now and what changed, I think, in the last 20 or 30 years is that technology has gotten to the point where it's cheap enough that instead of like trying to recreate other people's music, it's cheap enough for us to make our own. Yeah. So you see a lot more like project studios and a lot more people um, getting interested in, in the art of, of making music and making their own music and instead of trying to, you know, oh, what did, you know you know, what did, what did, what did sting play? You know, which I think that's cool too. I listen, I play in cover bands. I love, I love learning exactly what it's like on the radio and stuff, but there's something unique about this time where a lot of people are like, no, I want to do my own thing. Yeah, for sure. Um, so let's talk a little bit about, um, how you got interested in politics, philosophy and, and freedom. How did, how did that all happen? Yeah. So that was kind of a, a process. Um, after I graduated college, me and a couple of friends opened a coffee shop here in Memphis. Okay. And um, it was just sort of a culmination of things of like learning about all the, you know, 
red tape involved with opening a business and taxes and, and all that stuff. And, uh, and then one of our regular customers was running for city council and was having a lot of his meetings there. And I got to know him pretty well. Um, and I guess, well, that was the coffee shop opened in 2014. So, you know, halfway through 2015, we were in the height of like presidential debates right it's the 2016 election and uh that was kind of a a wild election year (laughs) and (laughs) it certainly was yeah (laughs) at at that time i honestly like before then had no interest in politics at all didn't know which way i leaned and um so i kind of started to do some research in 2015 and quickly realized that it was neither Republican or Democrat. <laughs> yeah. It didn't take very long to figure out. I was not one of those. Um, and kind of went down the rabbit trail and discovered the Libertarian Party. And before I knew it, a few months later, I was at my state convention for the Libertarian Party of Tennessee. And uh, wow, just I barely knew anything about it, but I, I went and I met a bunch of awesome people and um, read a bunch of books and kind of like got a yeah. full on from there. That's interesting. You know, it's funny um, because even to this day, like I, I, I'm not a registered libertarian. I mean, I, I but I definitely am a fellow traveler, you know, yeah. in, in that world. And, and um, you know, it, but I think it is fascinating. Like, how much, because it's such a, um, you know, a smallish party that you can actually get involved pretty quickly and, and quickly like do some things and actually feel like you're making a difference, you know, where, you know, um, I mean, the same is sort of true, like in the big parties, um, but not as much. I mean, I mean, you're not like immediately, yeah, you're not immediately thrown into state conventions, you know, (laughs) and, and things like that. Um, but but when where you needed you wanted it. so what what books influenced you what what were the things that really influenced you and, and got you thinking yeah so um, I think it was I'm just interested in economics and so okay and maybe part of that was because me and my friends had opened our own business and I was trying to figure out things I know one of the first conversations early on with opening the business was like talking about minimum wage laws and stuff like that. And before I knew I was a libertarian, I kept thinking about it. I'm just like, wait, how does that help people? Like, the more I thought about minimum wage, I was like, it it would end up hurting the people it's trying to help. (laughs) And uh, so, yeah, I ended up reading, uh, like, Hazlitt and Mises and Rothbard and Bastiat and stuff like that. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, that's, I mean, that's all good stuff. Um, uh, you know, I'm, this is just, again, curious, curious because, you know, it's funny. Um, you start to learn like there's different, um, you know, there's like the Mises caucus and there's all these other like realms in the, in the libertarian world. And, and you don't have to say if you, if you're not, don't want to, but I'm curious if, if, you know, is there, uh, like I would probably actually consider myself closer to the like full, like anarchist anarcho-capitalist maybe you know but yeah. definitely the, the anarchist side of things um you know the the, the definitely the volunteerism 
you know, mm-hmm. side of things, you know, the Keith Knight, I like, I like a lot of the stuff that he says and stuff like that. But where would you find yourself kind of in that world of libertarianism? Cause it's pretty broad. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's a lot of different, you know, when you have this sort of the diagram of the four quadrants and it's the entire bottom line of that, right. you know, <laughs> from left to right, as long as you're anti-authoritarian. Right. Right. Um, I, Which I means you're a friend of mine. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, I feel like because of studying so much of the economics, I would definitely be in that sort of world um, of the voluntarists, you know, kind of. Yeah. I don't know if I would go so far to say anarcho-capitalist, but um, I think my personal beliefs are probably much more extreme than what I present to the world. And, you know, how oh, that's inter- interesting. Um, you know, interacting with the libertarian party as a whole or um, within like local politics with other, you know, other people running for office locally and things like that. Um, I'm much more of a pragmatist kind of like, suggesting hey how about this option it's you know less infringing on people's rights <laughs> right but like right. personally in my own philosophy I'm, I'm probably pretty hardcore even if i don't <laughs> say that openly well, I, well no and i think i you know i think it's important to have that side of your brain going you know i, th- I think it's important to be like okay you know, it's that old, old adage that the you know, the perfect is the enemy of the good. And I think especially mm-hmm. in the Liberty movement, you can have that problem oh, yeah. <laughs> where, where, you know, Hey, you're a, you know, you're a communist. If you, if you believe in, if you, even if you believe in a mayor or something, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's definitely so. a, a lot of that sort of people as they're discovering their own philosophy and, um, they kind of pick apart everyone else's philosophy when it really is, you know, there can be a lot of different differences as long as we're on that anti-authoritarian spectrum. Right. Right. So, okay. Now this is, this is where I, this is part of the thing that I love is, is a lot of times I don't think people would equate. Um, and I think it's silly that they don't because there's plenty of them out there, but, but people wouldn't equate libertarianism or the libertarian party, you know, sometimes I think um, we're thought of as just kind of like total nerds, total like, you know, quacks, you know, and Mm. and things like that. Um, And they don't think of us as artists um, and they don't think of the, the amazing creativity that that is done. And, and, um, and part of it is frankly our fault. Um, when I say ours, those of us in the, in the Liberty movement, because, well, there, we can talk about why, but, but I love what you've done. What, what inspired you to start this, uh, this Facebook group, the libertarians who make art Facebook. Yeah. Group? Um, so like I said, I had kind of the background of music business, um, plus being a musician myself. And then, um, I was involved with my state libertarian party for a couple of years and after a while, um, I just, you know, life things happen. I was too busy to really be involved um, so much. And I also kind of um, wanted to find my own kind of 
way to do something, um, something where I felt kind of uh, where my where my skills and passions fit more um, fit better than like working actively within like the political sphere. Um, right. I, I guess I kind of felt like that wasn't really where I belonged, even if I agree philosophically. Um, so it kind of took a step back from the actual political party. Um, and, but I, at the same time was also, um, kind of noticing some different artists, different musicians and things like that who were also libertarians. And it kind of just started making a list of like, okay, this person's got a rock band, this person does folk music and kind of just started compiling a list. And, uh, yeah, I started the Facebook group, um, initially, um, just to see if there's enough interest in like generating some sort of, you know, dialogue and community. And, uh, so I started the Facebook, I started the Instagram and Twitter accounts and just did sort of the social media thing, started posting about some of the different, um, people I had, I had discovered who were, um, doing some sort of art and also libertarians. Um, and I, I guess I, I wanted to be like not necessarily libertarian art, but just libertarians right. who make art, you know? No, <laughs> no, I, I appreciate that a lot. It's the same, it's the same kind of philosophy that I felt that I feel about um, like, even like with Christian music, like I'd, I'd mm-hmm. rather hear somebody who's a Christian make great music than hear subpar Christian music. Right. <laughs> you know? And then I'd, Definitely understand that because, you know, I said I, I grew up listening to the kind of Christian punk music and stuff. And right. so that was definitely um, in the back of my mind. There was that whole debate in the kind of in the 90s where like we're just Christians and we play in a band. We're not a Christian band, like that whole <laughs> thing. Right, right. And so that's kind of what sparks the the name a little bit is like, no, we're just libertarians. We believe libertarian philosophy but we also make this you know you know write fiction or make films or whatever do you know um and you do have some really great some i mean like i said i barely discovered it i did a quick look it looks like you have over 400 members did i see that right um Um, and and i mean they are there there's artists there's there's art um authors mm -hmm. poets um, I mean, all kinds of people that, that music, obviously musicians, um, it's a great resource, I think. Thank you. Yeah. It's, uh, it's been really cool just to like kind of see this grow organically and all the different people that have joined. Um, I launched the website, I guess about a year and a half ago. And, um, so I, I actually done some like, uh, interviews just the written interviews on the website so i've got about two dozen or so um interviews on there um kind of you know i'm always trying to do more and mm-hmm. uh i forget where i was gonna go with that but <laughs> oh no, that that's okay yeah uh, you know i i wanted to also take a, a this a stab here um especially since you mentioned like like punk music and, and things like that and it 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 is so fascinating to me because I'm, I'm a little older than you, I think. <laughs> mm. And, and as I've grown and watched the music business and watch bands and, and 
it, it's um, it's fascinating to me to see these guys who were quote quote so anti-authoritarian become the most authoritarian. I'm mm. talking about like the big bands, um, you know, that, that come out and they, and all of a sudden they're like for everything from lockdowns to like, mm. they, like they're, they're in favor of anything that, that an authority says. And it's like, wait a sec, you were against all of this stuff. Like yeah. where, where's, where's Spider-Man Hobie? Come on, man. <laughs> you mm. know, like where, 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 where's it, where's that guy who was 20 years old and, you know, saying F the police and, and, you know, saying, uh, you know, you know, down with the man like that. Come on. Like, yeah. like now, now you're, now you're saying, Oh, do whatever Fauci says or do whatever, you know, the police say or do whatever, you know, no matter what, just obey. It's like, wait a sec. That, that, come on. <laughs> it, it's, yeah. it's really frustrating to me. I yeah. was wondering if you if you felt the same way. Um, yeah, I think there's there's definitely that sort of like shift um, over time, and I mean, just overall the the entertainment industry is you know so dominated by the certain set of beliefs and philosophy, um, and I mean it's not just left wing; it's right wing too. It's you know kind of one or the other and you choose your side and libertarians kind of stands in a completely different <laughs> right perspective than either republican or democrat you know just, um and that's there's really very little of that in uh the entertainment industry as a whole yeah well it's also it's interesting like even we can even be real specific. You know, my dad would talk about uh, the great music that was made during the Vietnam, the great anti-war music that mm. was made during the Vietnam era. Right. And it was, it was amazing. There was some amazing music written. Like where's the great anti-war music that we hear right. now when it comes to Ukraine? Like where's that anti-war music? And it's, it's nowhere to be found because I think they're in favor of the war. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how else to interpret that, you know? Um, I mean, it could, the, could be that, or it could be people just scared to say what they believe, you know? Which is, <laughs> there probably is a lot of that, especially, you know, especially as you get more successful, you have a lot more to lose, yeah. you know? So, um, talk about like your goals with the, with the site and with the group. Like, what are you, what are you hoping to accomplish? Um, other than just, you know, I think it's important to gather and like, mm -hmm. just be like, Hey, you know, kind of have a a support group, if you will. But, but what are you trying to, what else are you trying to accomplish with it? Yeah. Um, so the first goal is, uh, to just be like a community so that we can help each other. Um, you know, if somebody's looking for a publisher or something like that, or an editor, you can like refer people to other libertarians who do that type of work and kind of create this network of, uh, support. And also so that we can, uh, promote each other's projects and um, uh, just sort of, you know, start projects together. You can do events together and stuff like that. Um, I have been to my state convention this past year and actually set up like a, a table and had some merch out there and you know, flyers for the website and stuff like that and kind of just took that opportunity to spread more awareness of it and continue to grow. 
Um, so that's one thing I'd like to do more of is um, be at different events, um, different Liberty events. Um, I had a friend handing out flyers at the, uh, the pork fest that happened recently. Right. Um, so yeah. Good. That's great. Well, um, again, man, I, I hope, I hope it just blows up and continues to blow up. I, I mean, it was like, it was a breath of fresh air for me <laughs> to find yeah. it. Cause it was just like, Oh, this is, these are my peeps. You know, I can, you know, I can, I can, you know, share some of my music and share some of the stuff that I'm working on some and, and see what, see what else is out there. I mean, and there are some amazing stuff that, that people are doing. So yeah, yeah, it's really cool. Um, you know, I really just want to help these artists who are libertarians and help them with their projects and help, um, you know, post on social media about whatever they're doing. Um, our Instagram has at the, at, the moment it's got over 800 followers and it keeps on growing oh, um, good so using that um you know i think it's it's a cool it's a cool thing i'm just trying to like i said with my skills and experience from the past and what i'm passionate about just trying to find these libertarians who make really cool things and try to tell as many people as possible <laughs> like yeah. hey this person did this you know well, um, I mean, great job. If people want to find out more, they want to, um, you know, join or they're interested in, in checking out what some of these artists are doing, what's the best way for them to do that? Um, so, yeah, you can go to libertariansumakeart.com. Um, there's also the Facebook group. There's also a Discord channel. Um, we've also got Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. And threads. I know this whole uh, Twitter and threads war. All the socials. Yep. All <laughs> well, the socials. I'll tell you what, Jaren, if, if you send me a, send me links to all those, I'll be sure to include those in the show notes and, and get them out there. All right. Yeah. And so that would be great. Um, any other projects, any other things that you want to, you know, chat about and, and uh, things coming up? Um, let's see. I, I think that pretty much... Uh, it covers it. Yeah. Is there, um, you said you, do you plan on doing um, like either a online or some sort of meetup or, or um, how, what's the, how do you foresee like people engaging with each other um, in the, in the group? Yeah. Um, so we have the Facebook and the discord where a lot of the, uh, the dialogue happens between people. Um, and uh that and just trying to get out some more events and things and actually, you know, meet people at the different events. Yeah. Well, that sounds great. Jaren, I, I want to thank you for being on the show, man. It, this has been a blast. Will you come back? I hope you will. Yeah. All right. We'll do, we'll do it again. And, and, you know, I'll, I'll put a link to some of your music too. I, I know people would love to hear it. <laughs> cool. So, what does your shirt say? Sorry. I, uh, I, this is yeah. Is that one of your merch shirts? Yeah. It's oh, there you go. It is. So yeah, we got some, some merch on the website too. Cool. Right on. Well, Jaron, thank you again, man. We'll, we'll do this again soon. Sounds good. Thanks for having me. Right. You are listening to And If Love Remains. The first of 23 installments requested by Dr. Levitt.
trying to be in compliance here because we're taking him and that whole organization to 